pretzels to a new episode of Tarot for the Wild Soul, deep conversations and tarot medicine for your highest evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being here. Happy almost October, y'all. Cannot believe we've been journeying together for now two months, two full turns around the month. (laughs) It doesn't quite fit in the same way, does it, as turns around the sun. Um, Oh, so grateful to be here. I love, I love all the episodes I do for this podcast, but I will, I will tell you that I love the monthly medicine episodes the most. So it's always such a joy to go within, to channel, to let the frequencies and the energies and the juicy downloads all come through and then share them with all of you as a beautiful offering. I'm so grateful to be here with you. Um, I'll have a couple of like little shout outs and announcements. Uh, I'm going to be touring around a little bit in November, uh, and I've got a couple of really incredible things to recommend, um, that I think all of you will love. And that will be at the end of the podcast. Um, and I just sort of want to dive right in to the medicine because that's what everyone is here for. Uh, the, Sacred channeled mantra for October is trust the timing. Trust the timing. Oh my God. Powerful. Already happening. Everybody's feeling it. I feel. Um, There's already quite a bit of that energy moving around us. A lot about just this enormous potent, beautiful, kind of gentle hand on our shoulder from the universe, just reminding us over and over again, hey, it's okay. What you desire is coming. It's coming on its own time. It's coming when it's meant to. There are two different ways that the issue of timing, um, so I've channeled, is really going to come up for us this month. The first is in waiting, and the second is in getting what we actually want, finally, after waiting for it. So this month is a twofold medicine here. There are moments when we're going to be invited to deeply drop into the trust and the timing of life because what we desire, wish for, want, it is not here. It hasn't dropped into us yet. And so we're just waiting. And we all know how that feels. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes sometimes that can be like moments when we're feeling okay with it. And then we're not feeling okay. We're feeling decidedly not okay with the waiting. And then we can be. And then, which I think is probably the worst feeling, it's like we know that we should trust in the timing and we know that. We can't rush what we want, but we're just hurting and we're bummed out. We're upset. We don't understand. So there's definitely going to be some of that. Now we all know that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So we will be talking about today, how do we work with these big feelings when they arise and how can we lean into actual trust in moments when we do not have in our hands what we've wished, what we've desired for so longingly. And, um, you know, I'm framing it in sort of manifesty, earthly, external terms. Um, this could be as simple as, you know, it could be traffic. It could be um, 
receiving an answer for something, an application, whatever. It's all about this month getting stretched and I hesitate to say tested because that's not quite it, but stretched and kind of like matured. There's a deepening happening. It's like deepening a pose in yoga. We're just like getting real juicy, sinking deeper into just trust. The universe has got us. That's really what's the power behind that trust and timing, trust that there's something much more in alignment happening for us than we might see when we do not have what it is that we desire right now. And then the other way that that sacred trust and timing is happening is around good stuff. Expect this month, do not be surprised if the opposite happens for you where you've been maybe uncoupled for years longing for your beloved and you meet them this month. Do not be surprised if you've longed for a certain kind of, um, for a goal, for a dream, for something to come through and it just hasn't been, like it hasn't happened, hasn't happened, hasn't happened and you've been asked to trust in the timing prior to this month and you've done that. You've done your due diligence. Um, and then this month will be the time when it drops in. It's, we're not saying that those of you who find yourselves like waiting, <laughs> like waiting, did anything wrong. Everyone's in their, everyone's exactly where they're meant to be. Everyone's on their right path. My hunch is that everyone will be going through a mixture of both. So there'll be moments when we'll be deeply asked to kind of like put the brakes on and look around us and from everything as simple as a little traffic jam to maybe something a lot more powerful and serious. Nothing is happening by accident this month. Nothing ever happens on accident, but there's something very powerful in the pausing and we're going to be paused. And if something in us is not quite in alignment, not quite in alignment with showing up as the landing pad for the thing we desire, we're going to be asked to wait. So for example, if you are, um, hmm, maybe let's say in your life, you're longing for something. It could be many different things. And you actually really are longing for it but maybe what's underneath isn't that you're actually longing for it. It's that we want to make sure that we're not left behind or that we don't miss anything, or there might be a really old fear or belief or inherited thought, like somewhere in the background kind of running on a loop. So there's just sort of an unconscious, almost binging on the idea of needing, quote unquote, to find that thing. It's not that we cannot have that thing. It's that those beliefs about the timing of when we're going to get it and the foundation of how, why we want it, those aspects are going to ask, are going to definitely going to, um, be getting our attention this month so that we can be clean. It doesn't mean that we don't wish for the thing. It just means that if we're assigning a belief or an importance to it that's beyond what it actually is, the universe is going to ask us to clean that up, really clean that up. 
So I want to share uh, something with y'all <laughs> that I think is a really a teachable moment. So I want to, the, the very essence of this mantra came to me through practice. So I'll explain that. Um, Tuesday was, I believe, the 26th. And Tuesday is the day when I typically get my podcasts out to you. And I had decided a long time ago, like, you know, I don't care if it's almost a week in advance. Like, you know, this is perfect for the monthly medicine. I'm going to just get it out to the people early. It's going to be great. Sat down to do it Tuesday, and I just was a little tired. And so I just thought, you know, I feel like people won't mind if I wait a day. That's okay. So I waited a day, and then Wednesday night, I sat my ass down, lit my candle, got my stuff in gear, sat down, nothing, nothing would come. Nothing would come, almost to the point where I was physically being squeezed shut, my body, nothing would come. I dropped in, I was in this room for an hour. I swear to God, for 60 full minutes, not freaking out or crying anything, but in here giving it my goddamn best because I wanted to release the podcast because why wouldn't I? It's part of my promise. (sighs) Nothing came. Nothing came. I would drop in for the mantra, silence. My brain would pop up some like, buzzword like vortex or whatever the fuck and then I would um check in I would say you know is it the vortex and it was such a clear strong no that much I was getting was no (laughs) um pull went to pull cards on the cards and when I pull cards um it's hard to explain, but they literally like almost like electrify my hands. It's not quite as intense as that, but I get like a surge, um, like a literal like shudder, a surge when it's the right card, especially for these uh, episodes, because I go in so deep for the collective. Um, Anyway, I'm sure no one wants to hear about all of that, but nothing, nothing in my body, nothing in my hands, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I almost did an episode with that. Almost. (laughs) Almost. Because I found a way to sort of like pull four cards. I sort of thought that, you know, and I spent so much time with the four other cards I pulled, just thinking about like, oh my God, how are these all coming together? That's never my process. My process is I sit down and in five minutes, cards are out mantras channel, boom, I'm gone. That's it. Five minutes. Um, and it was an hour and that's very atypical for me. And it took me a really long time to sort of like throw the towel in. And even then I didn't get it. And I just sort of thought, well, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't happening. And again, that's not, like I said, not typical. Went to bed, woke up, tried to channel again, nothing. They were even more obstinate than before. And finally, it was Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I can't remember. I think it was Thursday morning. I wrote something on Instagram and just simply said, uh, you know, I'm so sorry. Uh, For those of you who saw the little Instagram story, like literally divine is saying no (laughs) 
to me releasing this when I had intended. I'm so sorry, but it'll be out at midnight on Friday. And as soon as I pressed send, my whole spine lit up and I heard, trust the timing. Right? <laughs> I was like, is that it? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> so that, just for anyone who is on their journey with guides like that's sometimes how they roll like you had to live it and say yes and you know it's hard you know being a human is not always easy with um the flexibility that's asked of us from divine but um I don't always I try my best to honor those things when they happen when things don't work I try my best to honor the yes or the no but it came right through and then I asked, do I need to pull four more cards? And I got really strong surges with that pulled. And they are the cards that came through, which I couldn't believe. Like the hermit and, you know, unbelievable. And um, interestingly enough, I will also share this, that I was doing dishes that morning before I tried again and then later heard the thing. Um, and I had this, you know, really blue thought come up, which was maybe I'm not really intuitive. Maybe a real intuitive would have like heard that. Maybe it's that it's kind of proof that it's not coming through because, you know, whatever. And that, um, got pretty quickly <laughs> let go of because it's clear that I, you know, it's as much a part of me as my name or my breath, but, um, that's what happens when we go on the journey of trusting our timing. Doubt arises. Doubt arises so that we can work with it, pinpoint it, talk to it, inquire around it. Um, I've done so much inquiry work around the idea, like, quote, you're not an intuitive, that that's really easy for me to recenter through. Um, but there's other stuff that I'm still working on that can trip me up for sure. So understand that the function of the trust in our timing is again, twofold in the example that I provided in the birth of this very episode. First of all, it got me trusting in timing, even though I wasn't sure or aware that I was doing it at the time, trusting in the divine timing of things without really needing to know the why without really needing to be explained to, gets us to a better, brighter, more aligned, more juicy flow. Like this is all flowing right through me right now. And it's because I waited. It was hard to wait, but I did it. Um, so that's proof that it can be both. That feeling of ugh, the work that comes up when we are waiting, when we aren't sure, how we necessarily feel about the timing of our life. And if we're willing to wait, what we receive is so much better than if we pushed that it's kind of unbelievable. So to that, I would say, do be willing to drop in deep around that this month, deep, deep, like daily journaling, daily journaling around sacred timing, honoring of Oh, I have another opportunity to practice because this thing is going to be, you know, this client is going to be an hour late or this person has to reschedule or, 
you know, I was supposed to write this email and it's just like, I've got nothing to say to this person right now. Can you trust? Even if you may have to explain yourself or, you know, it might be that the acceptance of it is the very thing that liberates you to receive what it is that you're ready to say. So trusting and timing opens us up to a brighter future. It opens us up to deeper alignment. It divorces us from pushing and strategizing and forcing, which collectively are things we're really being invited to move away from at this time. So yeah, deep, deep trust and timing. That is the medicine for so many reasons, namely to help us do some recentering work on the shit that comes up when we're in doubt, which is totally human, but that's how things get processed. We hang out in discomfort. All that kind of yuck comes up. We bow to it. We listen to it. We honor it. We recenter in it. And often that's the very reason we needed to pause anyway, is just to be able to do that work. So the universe really does work in potent ways like that. It's all for the present moment. All for us just may not be the timing we would prefer <laughs> or imagine for ourselves, but it really is all divine, all really perfect. I don't really know why I was asked to wait until um, Friday. My guess is because Pluto is out of retrograde. That's a guess. Um, I uh, Pluto went into retrograde on April 20th. I broke my foot like a motherfucker on April 20th. <clears throat> and uh, that break was extremely powerful for me and very humbling and very confronting and um, healing, hugely healing, like massive, um, you know, yes, I feel like <laughs> I was going to say like massive upgrades it don't feel like that when you're hobbling around like an asshole, but there is, you know, something to be said for being laid up. Um, I won't, you know, obviously get into it, but really think about where you were on April 20th, because this is, it's all in alignment with the season. You know, it went into retrograde and Capricorn out of retrograde and it's gone direct there's so much deep shadow work that's been happening for us since April. And now we get to really come clicking into something, having gained all of these gifts from this shadow work. So there've been a lot of upgrades that have happened for all of us in this retrograde. And to be able to communicate and walk through the world holding those wisdoms that we've gained means that we're working with divine a little differently. So the timing is going to be a little different. And the trust in the timing is going to be a little different. And because time is really an illusion, like it's a human illusion, um, that's one of the best ways that guides know how to work with us. So if something is going around with your timing, angels are around you, <laughs> to be sure. It's actually not that there's a problem, um, even though it's very inconvenient. It really means that they're trying to talk to you and trying to tune in a little bit with you. So trusting the timing, very, very powerful. You heard my story about it. That's really how it's going to play out. Um, we'll get paused to do deep work, which will then 
birth us into a much greater and more beautiful expression than we ever thought was possible. Then it would be if we pushed it or forced it and, you know, no pushing or forcing this month, you know. So I'm going to move into our collective wild soul tarot reading for the month ahead. So the medicine of the month, the card that showed up as the balm, what we're infusing ourselves with, what we're digesting, consuming, embodying, the hermit. Couldn't fucking believe when I pulled that card. I was like, okay, magic is real. Because <laughs> the hermit is all about pausing. He's the one that teaches us how to pause. Literally, that's what the hermit does. You don't need to be single to be in the hermit. You don't need to be celibate to be in the hermit. The hermit is not celibate. He's not solitary necessarily. He knows how to be solitary. You can be in thriving relationships. It is a largely solitary card, but you can still be in thriving relationships. It's an experience of dropping in deeply to self, walking through life in a very present, very focused way. But most of all, it's about pausing, pausing at a crossroads to go within to align ourselves with timing, to align ourselves with our inner crone, our inner elder, our inner wise one, before we choose whether or not to walk right or left, period. That is the medicine of the hermit ruled by Virgo. It waits, it assesses, it listens, it holds the wisdom of something greater than itself. Virgo, you know, is an earth energy, the corn mother, rather than the virgins, we're talking about vestal virgins, the keeper of the animals, of the plants, of the food, of the wine, the keepers of earth, the bringers of earth, women and men that touched into planet earth, that had a deeper connection, that listened. This is how the hermit shows up for us. Because there's a very powerful touching in. The earth knows how to slow us down. If you watch how grass blades grow, how flowers bloom, how birds, you know, are like little babies and then all of a sudden they're flying. It's like, you know, I'm always amazed, you know, living in Brooklyn. I actually live on a street with in, with beautiful, big, enormous trees um, that kind of cover everything. It, when you look out the window, all you see is trees in my apartment. And the beauty of that is that um, I'm so constantly in reflection about, wow, I was out here five days ago and the leaves were different. Like, wow, just nature always reminding us, always reminding us. That's the hermit living the energy of planet Earth through its steps. Elders know, they know what it is to go slowly. They know the medicine of a gentler, more temperate pace. They know the importance of it because they've lived a long time. It's the same thing with planet Earth. As we walk upon her, absorb her, as we imbibe the medicine of the hermit, we can't help but be slowed a bit just gentled a bit. So it's about not necessarily cutting ourselves away from society. It, you know, fall is absolutely a time for inward looking and reflection, and that will be, you know, part of the month. But the hermit in the journey of the 
of the major arcana in the fool's journey, the hermit is the first experience we have with being paused. Like before, we're not really thinking about that. Like there's no other card in the tarot prior to card nine, which the hermit is, um, that asks us to wait. Like all of them are kind of like, do what you want, go, great. <laughs> you know, uh, the hermit is the first one that says like, stop, be here. So I have some advice for everyone. The hermit is not an energy that you want to be doing anything. You'll wind up like me with the podcast <laughs> where like you'll try to force something. It really doesn't work. Um, there are a million different kind of, you know, examples I could give. But really, the hermit is the card and the energy. Um, it's very big. It's very potent. It's really, it's very quiet, but it's also divinely guided. It's a major. There's an evolutionary cycle um, attached to its medicine. When we're in the hermit, life is never going to let you move on anything, nothing that you're not meant to. And if we push or force it, I will say it, it's not any, in any way to make anyone nervous, but if you, and by the way, you'll know, so don't worry about like, oh my God, should I go on that trip? If you are able to book the flight, you're meant to go. <laughs> if you have been pushing, forcing, there's no flight, there's two connections, like it's exhausting, you're not meant to do it. So don't even worry about it. That's how simple it can be. Don't even worry about it. It's literally that easy. Don't worry about, you know, anything. Just be, you know, be. If it doesn't work, it's not supposed to. There's something better. Hold out a space for that. That's what we're learning in October is how to um, really align ourselves with much more ease and grace in this life. And ease and grace doesn't mean up on a mountain. Ease and grace is what we really want to take in in order to be of highest service to our fellow man, in order to be in greater stewardship to the planet. To be in divine timing is everything because if we're in divine timing, we're in highest alignment with all things. And if we're in highest alignment with all things, we're helping the planet just by living on her. So pause with the hermit, go within with the hermit. We're turning, really turning into fall this month. We're starting to let go. We're starting to piece away. We're starting to shed a bit. We're moving from justice to death, which we'll talk about from Libra to Scorpio. Like it's very important to resist taking on anything that doesn't flow. Really let it flow. Um, this is, I cannot believe that I am bringing this example up, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be fearless and I'm gonna do it. There's a Tinkerbell movie <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's not Peter Pan, it's called Tinkerbell. And in the Tinkerbell movie, which I loved, um, e yeah, even in college, I did love it because um, it's about fairies and like, why not? Tinkerbell basically is a tinker fairy. And by the way, if anyone is into this, I actually am going to make a public service announcement that I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast would really enjoy the Tinkerbell movie. It's enormously magical. And if you're into anything like this, it'll just be a treat. It'll really be a treat, <clears throat> a treat in these times. So Tinkerbell is a tinker 
And there are all different kinds of fairies where she lives. And one of them's a light fairy, one of them's a water fairy. And Tinkerbell decides in the movie she doesn't want to be a tinker. She wants to try the other fairies' gifts on for size so that she can do something other than be the brilliant tinker that she is. And of course, don't you know, she tries to be a water fairy and the water kind of explodes in her hand rather than moving around in the water fairy's hands and the light winds up bouncing off and scattering and she tries to be an animal fairy and like a hawk almost attacks her. So it's just like, it's a ridiculous example, but it actually is a very perfect allegory for do your thing stay in your lane, keep your eyes on your own paper, bring your gifts to the world. And if you move out of alignment with that, it's not bad. You're just going to get like all wet or you might have a hawk chasing after you for a little bit and eventually you'll be fine. And I find um, the hermit to be very reminiscent of that kind of Tinkerbell movie idea. Like I find when I resist the pauses in the hermit, like when I press ahead, I kind of do get water splashed back in my face. Um, not like the universe is punishing me. It's more like stretching a rubber band out. And when you let go of it, it's, it stings, you know. So um, it's just so wise to be able to rest, pause, root down in the energy of the hermit. And sometimes that is literally its own challenge, as we know because it's hard to pause in this energy. What we are releasing in September, what we're waving goodbye to this month is the star. So the star, um, it's an interesting card because the star is the medicine of deep healing. She's the healer of nervous systems and trauma. Um, she's Aquarius. She represents hope of a new way and of restoration of restoration and cleansing and there's a powerful um there's no question that the star has been deeply present in an unseen way because she didn't come up um you know obviously in our September reading but um, I like to pull on a completely different card just to really see what we're ending that might not even have been just for the month that we might have been in it for a while. We have been in a collective planetary grieving time in a time when there's so much pain, so much pain, grieving for others, so much grieving amongst family units that is spread across the planet. And it's not like, hey, no more grieving. But the star can sometimes represent a moment when we've got to fold in a little bit, when we don't feel as comfortable coming up and out. It's almost not even appropriate for us to come up and out when we're in the star because it's such an important, it's its own pause in a way. But there's something really powerful with Pluto moving direct and moving out of star energy, I'm in no way suggesting that we're some somehow coming out of the collective trauma that we're in. It's enormous, but and there are many ripples to this trauma that we'll will be healing for generations post where we are now. Um, but 
there's something about clicking out of the inward space and coming into an external energy. There's something about that rather than healing, we're coming into a space of reflection, which I think is very powerful. Obviously, there's still deep healing to do, but really our attention's being placed on something different. Um, so what we're moving out of in September is kind of thawing the ice out. We're really coming into a space where we're stepping into what it is um, to move a little bit more, to be, to have trajectory, to be stepping forward again. You know, we were in the leap <clears throat> in September and that can exist with star energy. There's completely in alignment with one another because as we are leaping, saying yes, planting seeds of intention, stepping into what we desire, whether that's more of an internal thing or an external thing. The star has been pervasive. I mean, we need only to look at the deep suffering that's happening in the world right now. Of course, we're all in the star. And it's not like the star is funny because she comes in, she goes out. She's really probably still going to be with us for a while, but there's a shift in tone and energy. There's something about a unification that's going on where we're moving out of kind of the clearing phase and into, again, more of a reflective phase and a willingness to move with the divinity of the timing. Because even though the hermit is all about pausing, we're still going to be moving in this month. It's just about not moving where we're not meant to. And that kind of leads me to what we'll be moving through in October, which is eight of wands. Eights are transformation cards. We go into them one way, we come out different. Eight of Wands is the fastest of the four eights. And it's rapid fire transformation. Literally energy flying forward. And things turning over quickly. Think like a FedEx package like on overnight delivery. Like it's flying to us, literally. If we're willing to stay in that divine timing, in that alignment, shit is gonna move fast in ways that we may not even imagine right now. And by the way, in case I didn't quite verbalize it as clearly as I could have, part of the trust in timing isn't just to like be a son of a bitch, it's to help to offer us something better than what we're asking for. It's actually here to upgrade the delivery. You know, when you miss your seat in coach, don't be surprised if a first class one opens up and you just get upgraded for free. I mean, if that happens to you literally, good on you. But like the idea of that, it's about paying attention to where we are, um, where we have upper limit issues, where we have issues of wanting to play it a little smaller, where we have fears about, um, oh my God, if I don't get this, this is such a small thing, how will I ever get that? The universe may not give you the lower version of what you want or what you desire, or what you're hoping for, but you might get something a whole lot bigger and better. If you push the timing, you may miss it all. If you're willing to flow with the timing, what you desire will come to you in an even 
more brilliant and aligned way. And that fits beautifully into Eight of Wands energy because there's a smooth delivery process with that card. Like we fly in, but it's very much a process card. So don't be surprised if there's a lot of pausing and just rooting down and then whew, things are moving. And if they are, go with them. Totally embrace it. It's really important, again, um, to flow with what shows up and pause with what doesn't. And we can really trust in that. And the gentle message from divine this month is three of pentacles, which I just think is so beautiful. We're meant to be nowhere other than where we are. Everyone is doing the work that they're meant to do in the world. Everyone. There are no accidents and no mistakes. It doesn't mean that we're complacent. It means that we're first willing to accept reality rather than attempting to change something that we're not even willing to accept. It's three of pentacles is an energy where we are in an experience of having an understanding that we are doing the work we came to the planet to do, even if it's a moment, even if we're just talking, writing, writing a blog post, writing in our journal, or if we're literally flying across the world, volunteering on the front lines or anything in between, it's an experience or, you know, something completely different, mothering our children, anything anything where you are, everywhere you are is where you're meant to be. There's something very powerful this month around not just trust in timing, but trust in soul, like trust in the path that you're walking, trust that where you're meant to be is exactly right. Even if you're not where you want to go one day, allow yourself to be here because wherever you are now is temporary and surely wherever you now is providing the foundation for where you're going to go. So be here for it. Understand what you're creating with the human beings around you. Be awake for it. In the Mother Peace book by Vicki Noble, she says that in the Three of Pentacles, we're building the temple of the goddess together. That's the quote. And in the Rider Waite, we see three men, you know, building a church together. One, you know, one man is the architect, one man is the actual stonemason, one man is the friar, the actual um, priest who lives in the monastery. They can't interchange their roles. The architect is not going to be the friar, and the friar isn't going to be the stonemason. They're each doing crucially important, deeply, mm, the word is right there, irreplaceable work. And this is true for you too. Trust where you are. Really trust. Trust that, <laughs> saying the word trust, trust that by allowing yourself to accept this moment, you make yourself freer to change it. It's with the, the looseness and the flexibility of hand that change and transformation and deeper gifts can really drop in, and we're learning that this month, learning a whole new way of receiving. It's quite beautiful. Um, and that's our reading. 
that's our reading for today. And I'm going to talk about um, the medicine of moving from Libra to Scorpio. Real intense. So we're in Libra, ruled by the Justice card. The Justice card is extremely powerful, deeply reflective of this Three of Pentacles idea. The Justice card, um, you know, we talked about this last month, is a really potent medicine that essentially asks us to deeply respect, honor the karmic correctness and alignment of the present moment. When we're in the justice card, it means everything that's happening is absolutely meant to be happening. We need to start with the acceptance of that in order to, to move, to enact a greater balance, a justice. Um, you know, I mentioned last month, um, if we're confronted with an injustice or an incredible, um, you know, um, racial, like, um, a any kind of deep injustice, prejudice, there is a real deep disservice that we do by saying this shouldn't be happening because it is. There's no argument with that. If we're saying that we shouldn't be, it shouldn't be happening, I understand, of course, the uh, intention in the heart of that phrase, by the way. There's, there's no judgment there. But inadvertently, by saying that, we're cutting ourselves off from reality. And it is happening. And if we can look at that, and allow the grief, allow the horror, allow the sadness, allow the unimaginable experience of the um, person or situation or group of people moving through what they are to wash over us and allow it to infuse us with reality. We are really going to be available to show up as agents of change or support no matter how we're asked to be, whether we're making donations or whether we're literally showing up to be of service or donating something else, you know, whatever it might be, educating ourselves. It's really fucking important to start moving away with a lot of gentleness and compassion from the idea that this shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't have happened. Um, it's totally okay to rest there for a little while, but justice is very powerful in its rigorousness <laughs> about dropping out of that narrative. That's Libra, always looking for that sense of sacred balance when in fact Libra, <clears throat> their deepest soul kind of experience, their kind of soul deal in this lifetime is really coming into a place where they learn that balance is accessible to them even in imbalance, that even in imbalance there is a medicine and a genius from which they can spring forth. So finding that sweet spot is really powerful, but trying to make it perfect is where Libras can sometimes move out of balance. So that's too with us as well, just finding that sweet spot. It's really lovely. And in October, we move from kind of the beauty of Libra, kind of the airiness of Libra, not to imply Libras are airy. They're not. The energy can sometimes be very airy um, to the intensity of Scorpio. And 
kind of the death cycle and the transformative process of Scorpio. So really, we reach the peak of beauty in our snakeskin in Libra, and then we shed it in Scorpio and make ourselves available for something else. To go from justice to death is one of the most powerful, I think in the wheel of the year, one of the most powerful transitions because we're literally going from confronting realities and confronting our role in karma and our role in justice to the ultimate letting go ultimate release of ego, the absolute ultimate movement away from ego, from brain chemistry, everything that doesn't serve us gets washed away, moved away, cycled away, 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 crushed away in the death card. Death card matches Scorpio in its intensity. Like Scorpios are always, or anyone who has accents of Scorpio, you know, are always experiencing transformation in a very deep internal way. Um, All Scorpios are a little bit different, but the energy of Scorpio, it's not an accident that it comes in the depth of fall because this is the letting go time. It's one of the most powerful times visually as well that there is a deep change in the medicine, at least in this part of the hemisphere, of the shift, you know, that we go into. And the same thing in the other side of the world, the bloom into spring, which is where we are on the other side of the world, um, is the same thing that birth and death are from out of the same door. They, they walk hand in hand. So moving into that space, um, really, if we're going to think of it as agents of change in the world, going from Libra to Scorpio is um, intensely, unabashedly, unashamedly looking straight in the eye at what is and then allowing what is blocking us from standing in our true essence to melt away in the death card. So it's like we're bringing up, culling up all this stuff. We're confronting it directly. We're using our minds. We're getting balanced. We're feeling into staying in alignment. So much of that is um, deep Libra medicine. Like the... uh, a hermit and trusting in the timing of things. And then we're moving into Scorpio where all of the stuff that wasn't serving us, everything that was coming up around our doubts in our time, in the timing of our lives and the unfolding of things melts away to leave us with only what is sacred, necessary, potent, going to actually facilitate a movement forward. So it's just going to help that eight of wands energy in that really powerful movement around what's in alignment for us. It's very, very deep kind of root work this month. Very, very powerful. Um, I love a good altar this time of year. (laughs) I just do. I feel like I have altars all over my house, but I really like leaning into them in the fall and the spring. Just feels like such a beautiful celebration. Um, Anything you can find, you know, pumpkin, gourd, leaves, whatever feels good, um, or up depending on where you are, flowers. Um, yeah, there's a real loveliness to that that I encourage everyone to really embrace 
and whatever feels good honoring that we are sort of letting something go along with mama nature you know and um yeah the only other thing i'll mention for our monthly medicine is our two moons of october so our first moon of October is full moon in Aries, and that happens on October 5th. So um, we're talking emperor energy. Emperor is ruled by Aries. The emperor is not the kind of um, ruling patriarchal control freak that everyone believes him to be. Um, Aries can totally be like that, but usually if an Aries is like that to you, or if you experience an Aries like that, it's an Aries that's totally out of balance. Um it's an Aries that's usually afraid, that doesn't have the confidence or perhaps is um, compensating for something. Uh, as an Aries, I can definitely tell you that that's true. <laughs> um, Arians, when they're really in their best way, are generous and warm and uh, are not afraid to take up space and be heard, but there's an ability to share that is really important. And that's Emperor. Emperor is redwood tree, mountain rushing lakes like strong granite slate hilltops mountains like the potency of enormous big sky country nature think vast landscapes the mountains don't need to play it smaller to make anyone uncomfortable <laughs> to make anyone more comfortable I should say the mountains take up space the redwood tree doesn't try to keep it a little smaller because the other trees might be threatened. The redwood takes up space. And that is the medicine of emperor. Um, you know, emperors define masculine. And, you know, I would argue that, um, you know, I've said this before, we've not seen really an, a collective. We've seen men and women and those who don't identify with gender at all. We've seen human examples of divine young energy, yang energy, masculine. Collectively, though, we haven't seen it. It's not happened yet, collectively. Um, which, by the way, is part of the reason about what's happening to the earth. Because if we do not have collectively a divine masculine center, it's very difficult for there to be an honoring of the feminine. So... There's a lot to be said about that and a lot to be said for the collective healing that men are moving through right now, which is pretty profound. Um, it's a really important time to be alive, um, both as a woman and a man and as, you know, human being, like, fuck binary, just human being, period. And a beautiful time to really blur those lines and feel into what it is to, you know, embrace non-identity in that way embrace our own identity in that way um but the emperor and the full moon in aries is really just the most beautiful opportunity to do some really powerful work at the moon around our stuff with taking up space our stuff like what's ready to come through us you know where are we holding back what are we afraid to share or to say, what are we afraid people won't like about us? You know, are we afraid of that? Or are we afraid that, you know, um, 
you know, someone's, oh, someone said it before. What if these people don't like it? I'm not sure. The full moon, you know, full moons are massive manifesting. They're time to harvest, a time when we're full term, you know, the time is ripe. So really let yourself work with this idea of uh, the medicine of a big, beautiful tree, the medicine of a mountain, the medicine of the ocean, like the ocean, you know, mama ocean, but it doesn't matter. Like there, there's no such thing as, as, you know, gender in nature, like that idea of taking up space, nature teaches us how to do it perfectly. We need only to look at the ocean to know that there's no reason for us to shrink, you know? So let your full moon practice be a little bit of that, a taste of that. And then the new moon in Libra, um, beautiful, beautiful new moons are, you know, time to embrace and really plant seeds. They're the cosmic fresh start that we get every single month. Um, planting seeds of partnership, of divine equilibrium, of balance, of healthy mind and body, of sacred alignment with our truth, speaking our truth, letting something come through us that is um, absolutely just perfectly, again, in alignment for who we are. You know, again, Libra's justice. We spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, beauty, beauty and um, power and, you know, Libras are not necessarily associated with a ton of power, the, the sign. It's love and beauty and partnership and equilibrium and balance. But there's a lot of loveliness to tuning in with that with regard to what we're planting, you know, are you planting seeds or desiring to work in collaboration with someone? Have you been working in collaboration? Have you been desiring a partner? Um, have you been desiring to step into your own love affair with yourself? Whatever it is, allow the medicine of Libra to really infuse into your new moon practice and let that beautiful new kind of soil, cosmic soil, um, create the opportunity to plant all of the beautiful seeds that you desire with regard to that. All about coming into oneness and non-duality with ourselves. So very, very powerful. Um, I think that's it for the medicine. I hope that this served everybody. Um, I think yeah, it felt really juicy to share it. Um, a couple of announcements. Um, there is only at the recording of this podcast, three more days to sign up for my eight week online tarot course, tarot for the wild soul. Um, just a really quick brief. It's eight weeks of really beautiful classes, video classes with me. You can do it anywhere in the world. The videos are pre-recorded, which um, they're yours to keep forever. You can download them. There's so much course material. Um, in eight weeks, you have 13 videos, three live Q&A calls, over 16 pieces of bonus content, which are everything from how to have a trauma-friendly tarot practice with yourself and others to some soul tarot rituals around these moons to water meditations and root meditations. There's so much beauty, um, so much beauty coming at you. And, um, there has been an absolutely incredible, um, 
response, frankly, to this course. I kind of can't believe the amount of people that have said yes. And uh, another beautiful reason to join is community. We've got a beautiful um, secret Facebook group that, I mean, not secret, like, uh, like, like a private <laughs> Facebook group that um, is just filled with the most lovely people. And you can ask questions and tune in and, you know, hopefully practice with people who live nearby and maybe make friends that can be deep heart or soul friends. Um, I'm so fucking excited to share this material. Um, it's the most affordable thing I've ever done. There's a payment plan. Uh, and the best news about all of this is by the next time you hear the next podcast episode, I will never mention this again. <laughs> so if you've been really fucking sick of me hawking my own shit, it's about to come to an end. I'm very happy to share that. If you want to sign up, you can do so by visiting my website, lindsaymack.com and clicking online tarot trainings, or you can go to my Instagram, click the link on my profile and you'll find it. Very, very honored. A uh, couple more shout outs and announcements. My monthly tarot scopes for the Numinous will be up on Sunday, the 30th. The first will be up on Sunday, October the 1st on the Numinous. Um, for those of you who don't read them, they're uh, pretty, you know, I, li I like them. Uh, people seem to like them. <laughs> so if you want to read about your sign, your rising sign, you can head over to the Numinous to do that now. Um, I will be in LA in November. I'm shouting this out a month early, but uh, the reason that I'm doing that is because I tend to book up very quickly. So I'm just letting everyone know that I will be in LA doing readings and workshops at a gathering called Mercado Sagrado, and you can, uh, which is in Malibu, and you can purchase tickets to that uh, on the Mercado Sagrado website. There's a lot of incredible stuff. I'm just a part of Mercado Sagrado, but it's been a dream of mine to do it for quite some time, so I'm happy to be a part of it. And I will be giving one-on-one -on -one readings and teaching two workshops in LA on the week of November the 15th. So going from November 15th to November 20th, I will be in Los Angeles and I'll be doing uh, readings by appointment, which are already kind of starting to go. So if you'd like to work with me and it's in your budget, um, my one-on-ones are a bit more expensive these days. I'm trying to find different ways to serve people um, for less. Mercado would be a great thing to do if you'd like to get a reading from me because I'm going to try to keep them really short uh, or rather really cheap. <laughs> not really short, but cheaper. And um, so that would be the weekend of November 4th. That would be a cheaper option. And then I will be doing on, I believe the 18th or whatever that Sunday, Saturday, Sunday is, I think it's November 17th and 18th. It might be November 18th and 19th, whatever. You can figure it out. I'm doing a workshop at Women's Space in Culver City on the tarot. And then I'm going to be doing a workshop at Spirit House Collective, which is going to be great. And information will go out on Spirit House soon. But uh, Women's Space is up. So if you want to purchase your spot, it's it's up for you right now on my website. So yeah, my my little Los Angelinos, I'm coming for you. Um, my other shout outs are uh, kind of random, but really like from the heart. First of all, um, my dear friend, brother, and tarot kind of like love, Jeff Hinshaw, who now is um, 
going by another sacred name. He is the founder of Brooklyn Fool's Tarot Journey. He has a new podcast, and I really think all of you should check it out. Um, it's called Cosmic Cousins, and it's all about um, astrology and current astrology. He's such a brilliant teacher, super different um, energy from me, which is, I think, great, you know? A fucking amazing the way that he um, explains information is just so brilliant. He's so tapped in, really Aquarian. Uh, the podcast is like being recorded from the big island of Hawaii. So like the vibes are so high. And I just want to like give a shout out. He's amazing. He does amazing work. Cosmic Cousins, get at it. I also want to shout out uh, a dear tarot sister of mine's work. Um, Bakara Wintner just had her book, uh, what the fuck is tarot? That's literally the name of it. WTF is tarot. Um, her book on the tarot just got released. So um, she's in Durham, North Carolina, like love her up, buy a copy, enjoy it. It is so irreverent, so Bacara. She's like a triple Scorpio. Um, and she has some really fresh, like, um, young blood kind of interpretations of the tarot. Um, her story about how she got her deck is beautiful. And um, yeah, I just highly recommend that you check it out. And then um, is that my last shout out. That might be my last shout out. Yeah, it might be my last shout out for tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you all for being here. I love you. I love this podcast. Um, thank you so much. And um, I hope that you have a really beautiful week. Oh, I, rem 